This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you're rocking with us, make sure you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Also, you can check us out on YouTube. Just visit youtube.com slash allthingscovered. Make sure you hit your alert button so you can get you can get alert of all our great content right away. Pat P, we got another amazing show, so let's get to it. First quarter, kickoff time. You guys know how we do. It's time for the school check-in. School check-in, unfortunately, it was a loss Sunday night. Football national televised game. Two degrees outside the frozen tundra Lambeau Field. A huge opportunity for the Minnesota Vikings. They squandered away, needing to win that ball game to keep their playoff hopes alive. Unfortunately, the Green Bay Packers got some get back from a loss earlier to the Minnesota Vikings. Pat P, tough, tough loss. Um, first and foremost, before we jump into the ins and outs of the ball game, what was your reaction, your initial reaction when you found out your star quarterback, franchise quarterback and Kirk Cousins uh, wouldn't be able to play because of COVID? I knew it was going to be even more of an uphill battle. You mm-hmm. know? You know, not at, uh, going with you, you know fully armored, you know, into a to a battle. You know, all, you always have, um, you know, thoughts, you know, of, of what could happen, but also want to be in a good mindset of, you know, believing and trusting in the guys that you know number is called. And, you know, and not saying that we didn't. We you know we had all the trust and trust and Sean, but we knew the system would be different because. Obviously, the plays would be called a little different with the coordinator not really having, you know, time to call plays with a backup versus a starter. Mm-hmm. So we knew at the end of the, at the end of the day, it would be an uphill battle, you know, for sure. Going into Green Bay, you know, night game, you know, you know, not you know, not fully equipped um, to play a high power team like Green Bay, um, you know, in a in a meaningful game um, that it was, but. You know, we, I thought we had a great week of preparation, but, you know, yep. obviously it was out, man, in that game. And, you know, we didn't come out on top. Man, give us an in-depth look. You know, take us in the locker room for the defensive guys, um, knowing that your star quarterback won't be in uniform, won't participate, knowing that you basically got a guy who's not familiar with what you guys are doing offensively and just threw him into the fire. How much pressure – uh, was instantly put on you guys as defenders, knowing that, man, we got to really play flawless football for us to have an opportunity to win the <laughs> ball game. And I must say, though, Pat P, I must say this. You guys did start off playing real good football. You mm-hmm. forced field goals, you forced uh, uh, four downs and out. So you did a real good job to start the game off, but of course you wasn't able to sustain that level of play. But talk to, uh, fill us in on the pressure that you guys had to uh, endure knowing that Kirk Cousins wouldn't participate. Um, it was a lot of pressure on us, you know, as a defense, you know, 
knowing going into that game, we were going to have to force turnovers, keep the field position, um, you know, try to, you know, create field position for the offense by creating turnovers. But we know at the same time, Aaron Rodgers, he don't turn the ball over. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, we try to make a point of emphasis of getting the ball off the receivers, the running backs, you know, when we get around them and have opportunities to sack them, get the ball off them uh, that way. But we know he's one of the smartest quarterbacks when it comes to throwing the ball um, um, to his guys and not uh, not to the other team. So we knew that was going to be a stretch for us, um, uh, number one. Um, but like you said, you know, it was, you know, a lot of pressure was on us to play flawless, you know, because, you know, we couldn't we couldn't afford any, you know, my bads or any uh, any bad downs because, you know, you know, our back was already against the wall as it was. And, you know, as a defense, you know, that's what you kind of want to do anyway, have the team on your back and be able to prevail and, and try to come through and win uh, a game like that on the road um, for your team. But like I said, unfortunately, we wasn't able to hold on to that, you know, that momentum that we had in the first quarter and the second quarter kind of started doing dwindling away from us to score before halftime. And, you know, after half, we wasn't able to, you know, stop them from doing anything. So um, it was a tough game uh, to be a part of, you know, knowing how much we we was able to, you know, put in that week. Then we got the, you know, the bone crushing news that Kurt wasn't going to be able to, you know, travel with us. Uh, we knew that it was definitely going to be a, a tough game for us to uh, fight and claw out for sure. How much did COVID, you know, play spoiler to you guys this season? I mean, you look at some of the notable names that, Miss ball games because, because of COVID. The year it seems yeah. like, you know, your quarterback missed time, uh, uh, Harrison Smith missed time, Adam, you, Dalvin Cook hit that game. Dalvin Cook missed what two weeks ago caused me my fantasy championship. <laughs> I still, yeah, left me out the dry. I'm, I'm it just left me all the way out the dry, not playing in that ball game. So, you know, tell your opinion about COVID. How much did it play spoiler to you guys this season? I think it played a uh, big spoiler you know, to our season. But at the same time, you know, we had the guys available early on in the season when we lost those close games. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, it did play a role. But at the same time, you know, we didn't do what we needed to do early on, you know, to not even be in this position later on in the season. Yeah. So, you're right. Um, it's a lot played a, played a role into this season. Um, but I tell you this, man, I had a, a ton of fun. Obviously, I know we got one more game left, but I had a ton of fun with this group, um, especially for having an opportunity to play with my boy Harrison. Um, you know, um, you know, being able to, to share lockers with uh, ben, having a locker next to Adam, mm-hmm. NFL great, seeing like I projected, seeing Justin do. You did. did. You you said that. <laughs> yeah, you, I you said, said top that during. Three. You wait a minute. You said that during before training camp, or was it oh, yeah. during training camp? It was like yeah, it was early, but being able to be on the sideline, see you know J- Justin season unfold the way it did, you know, being able to be a part of the cookie monster games. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I had a blast, man. You know, so it's, it's been, it's been all nothing but great here for me, you know, in this one year that I, you know, been here um, with the team. Yeah. And, and looking at what happened Sunday night against uh, the Green Bay Packers, why do you think offensively the coaches decided to go with Sean instead of Kellen Mond? Oh, that's an interesting question. You yeah, because they, they know. remember they use a third third round pick. Yeah, on Kellen, uh, that, which is a high pick. It's a high draft. It's you know, I don't know. I think maybe because obviously Sean's a veteran. You know, it's a high state game. 
Um, you know, he's familiar with the off, more familiar with the offense than uh, than Cullen was. Um, you know, I, I think a lot could could have played in that in into that decision. You know, I don't know exactly what played into that decision. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously Sean got the call. Um, they felt Sean was the best best suited for the job, and um, that's what we went with. Yeah. Why do you think they felt Sean was better equipped to handle that job instead of the third round pick and Kellen Mont? Because, like I said, I feel like they felt like Sean had a better understanding of the offense, especially the state of that game. Like that was, you know, win or go home. You know, mm-hmm. you know, Cullen hasn't played, you know, all year. You know what I mean? So, you know, you know, why would you put him in that in that position? You know, now I think Sean had a lot of game experience under his belt. Um, like I said, he he understand he understood, you know. Um, the position that the team was in and what we needed to accomplish to, you know, to, to, to hold on to our season. Yeah. And I just felt like, you know, they went with the better. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to be a talking point, you know, for quite some time because, you know, many people felt like, well, this might be an opportunity for Kellen Mond. Uh, and then you use a, a third round pick on Kellen Mond, which is real high, especially for a quarterback. Um, and then not seeing him, given the opportunity that presented itself. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a talking point, but that that was a discussion point for a lot of but fans. But then you got to look at it too. Sean was the backup all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was the number two. He was the number two all year. And and that's how it happens. The number two, when number one is not there, three yeah. don't jump two to no. go be number one. It's <laughs> just not, not going it, Yeah, it's not going to happen, but... It is what it is right now. You know, transitioning to the Packers recap. Unfortunately, the Vikings lost the game 37-10. to 10. Uh, At what point do you believe the game kind of got out of hand? Because like I said earlier, I mean, defensively, man, you guys are blowing your back, playing some good football, forcing field goal opportunities, and then eventually the doors kicked open. At what point do you believe, Pat P, the game kind of got out of hand? I'll probably say the second half, uh, the second drive in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they, you know, especially, you know, being not, not able to move the ball um, on offense. And there's only so much you can do by being on the, de- on the, on the, on the defense for so long with that, yeah. you know, prolific Hall of Fame quarterback. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'll probably say that, that, that second drive in the second, in the third quarter, um, you know, obviously the offense not, you know, being able to sustain drives, I knew it was going to be uh, kind of hard for us to get back to that game. And one thing that I noticed defensively for you guys, uh, initially you didn't start off following Adams and then eventually Devontae, you know, he woke up, started making some plays. And then I think after halftime, they decided to put you on Devontae uh, the remaining, uh, the remainder of the way. Why wasn't they installing the game plan to start off? Like, yo, we're going to have seven, follow 17, and let's play good on good. Great on great. So initially, when we when we played those guys first time, that was my responsibility. But I didn't have many opportunities to go up against them because it was moving around so mm-hmm. much. So initially, we just went into the ball game of you know just trying to double, you know, yeah. double him, and, and I just obviously get whoever comes to my side. But um, Aaron was just making some great throws, man. Like yeah. the throws he was making, it was just it was almost unguardable. You know what I mean? He threw. The 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 Dumbo, uh the slot fade to Devontae to well both of those plays. The, yeah, that slot the fade. The fade and the slot, the uh the, the slot fade was just great throws. And you know, yeah. the touchdown that Chris, you know, that was on Chris, that was another great throw. Yeah. You know, that was almost nothing that DB can do. That's almost the worst position that DB can be in. You're back against 
the quarterback and he's throwing a back shoulder fade, you have no idea where that ball is. You know? I hate it. So, I hate it. Um, so as DBs, that's just you know that's just something that comes with our job. Yeah. You know, that's just something we we have to live with and and just try to be able to come out on the on the positive end. You know more more than the negative side. Yeah. And I remember last week, you know, getting ready for the Packers ball game. You know, you was telling people that you weren't gonna wear sleeves and you were fired up about the two degree weather. You said you could have a thousand hand warmers in your stomach area and your in your leg and your toes. And then the game started, we see purple sleeves on. And I got it, I got a message from one of the fans. They instantly hit me and say, Yo, I thought Pat P wasn't gonna wear no uh sleeves. You had your sleeves on. Tell us what was the decision uh for you? Hey. Why that decision to wear sleeves? Hey, was it fresh or not, though, Matt? That all yeah, you had the purple, you had the purple sleeves, but you know, I, I you supposed to have it. You put it was buys and tries week. I tell you, anytime you're playing in cold weather, you ain't wear no sleeves, but have your buys and tries, right? Oh man, that weather was biting, Jack. <laughs> I'm from Florida, man. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I came I out of locker room state. I went out there, uh and uh, and warm up. Listen, yeah. Matt. I literally, bro, went to warm up. I walked out the door. I didn't even go test the field. I walked out and went right back in the locker room. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you were still in the tunnel. You didn't even get to the grass. Yeah, I was like, little baby, man, I ain't got nothing to prove. <laughs> you said, oh, no, we wearing sleeves tonight. Sleeves on, Jack. You were still cold, though? You still were cold? No, nah, actually, I was good with it. When I had the sleeves on, I was straight. I was sweating everything, but dog. How many hand how many hand warmers you had in your in your in your pouch area? So dog, I, I upped it this week. So I, I put two in my thigh pads, one in my knee. So two in each thigh pad. So that's four or uh, two on each thigh. That's four. Yeah. Now uh so I tape them to my thigh pad so it's on the inside, so it's touching my touching my skin. Yeah. Yeah. And I got one on the inside of my knee pads. So I got six right there on my legs. <laughs> And I got uh I got six in my um actually yeah I went seven I went seven this week because I have my number I put seven in my in my jersey hand warmer. So what is you put, that? You 13? put se- you put seven in the jersey hand warmer alone. Yeah, but that's why you were sweating. Yeah, man, I gotta keep that body temperature hot, Jack. I gotta stay up, man. Yeah, so so you literally had seven hand warmers in your in your stomach area. That's yep. why you were sweating. Yep. Yeah, but I tell people this all the time when you play in that type of weather. When it's so super super cold, it's cold initially, and then when you moving around, you sweating. Yeah. Man, you get hot. The worst, the worst part of the game is actually the warm up because you're not around any heaters. Like yeah. you're on the field for thirty yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's the worst part. But once and you're really game, not moving as fast as you can, right. like game speed. Also, exactly. You just moseling, not moseling around, but still getting a good pace. You know, getting your feeding, your footing down, pack on the field and stuff like that. But um, yeah, you ain't around no heaters for about 30 minutes. For no sure. question. No question. So understanding and knowing what took place this past Sunday night, playing, you know, throughout the entire season, granted playoffs are dead. Is the Packers, the Green Bay Packers, the best team you guys faced all year? Uh, yeah. Let me think. Yeah. Yeah. You think they have a legit shot to get to the Super Bowl this year? I mean, they had a legit shot the last what two seasons? Yeah, two <laughs> they just seasons. lost the NFC Championship. They've been thirteen and three. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, and yeah, they got an opportunity to do it again. Everything goes through Lambo again. You know, hopefully they uh they, they go for it this time. Yeah. So you'll be okay seeing <laughs> the Packers. You you'll be okay seeing the Packers win the Super Bowl. No, I won't be okay with 
seeing that, but you asked me a question. Yeah, I did. I can tell you this much. It'd be interesting to see exactly what happened if they get to a championship. Of course, make another deep, long playoff run and what happens with Aaron Rodgers uh, yeah. if he remains in Green Bay or if he's playing elsewhere. So that's the thing. You don't necessarily see quarterbacks leave after winning a championship or playing for a championship. Or... Yeah. Leaving as an MVP because it's safe to say he's probably going to win the MVP award again. Yeah. So that's up for the Green Bay Packers to worry about. We're just going to sit here and watch and have the popcorn ready. So yep. we'll see. Now it's time for the Bears preview. Last game of the season, week 18. Remember, this is the first time ever there will be 17 games, which is the equivalent to 18 weeks in the National Football League. Pat P, first time you guys played Chicago was Monday night in Chicago. Granted, you will you will be indoors. You beat the I'm sorry, the last time, first time you played the Bears was Monday night football. You won 17 to 9 in the first meeting. Um expectations for the team. Granted, this will be the last season. Don't have a shot to get into the postseason, but what are your expectations for this final game? Oh, uh, we definitely will come out and fight. That's my expectation. Now. I don't. Yeah. I don't expect anything less. It's, it's a divisional game. Um, we know those guys don't like us. We don't like them. So we're trying to go out on a high note. You know, there's nothing like winning. You know, yeah. I don't care how you cut it. You know, it's nothing like preparing to give it your all and, and getting the end result. And that's a dub. You know what I mean? So, um, what better way <clears throat> to do that against a divisional opponent? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. Um, we know it's going to be a hostile environment. We know the the, the fans are going, to, the school nation going to be there, chanting and rooting us on, and we want to make sure that we uh, end the season off with a bang. Yeah, and speaking as an individual, Pat P, you know what do you plan? What do what would you like to accomplish in your last game here in Minnesota for the season? Uh, and knowing that you don't have any postseason to look forward to, I want to get a goddamn ball thrown my way that I can actually intercept. I, I want right to. I, I got to get a ball. That I want to. I, I can't end the season with a goose. That'd be the first time in my NFL. Well, not even in, even in my NFL, my football career. Playing corner. Playing corner. Yeah. That, that I would end the season um, with the interception. So <clears throat> I want a uh, a gettable ball. A gettable that ball I can, that I can pick off. Because oh yeah, I've been getting like slants. You know, if I did get occasionally a goal ball, they've been thrown out of bounds. You know, so I, I haven't I, really. I, got, I thought you was gonna get a go ball Sunday. I night. did too, but I, I was playing them, so I, I was ready for them. Yeah, I was I ready for every did. last one of them. Well, heck, you playing against? Look, it looks like I don't know the status. Andy Dalton started the Bears Giants game, and the game before that, Nick Foles started against Seattle. So you don't know. We don't know who you might see at the quarterback position, but you still got to like that matchup. So let's see if they throw you one. And speaking of the most recent ball game for the Giants, I mean the Chicago Bears, they played the Giants, twenty nine to three, dominating performance for Chicago. Uh, Robert Quinn had eighteen sacks. He actually is now the sack leader in franchise history, uh, mm-hmm. surpassing the great Richard Dent. Uh, so this is like you said, both teams. This is the final game. You know they don't like you guys. Uh, and 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 the best thing you can do when you're not going into the playoffs is to win the last ball game. Yeah, that's the best thing. So yep. uh, mentally, you know, you guys should be fired up. Do you think Kirk Cousins may play, or you really don't know? I really don't know. You know, I don't know the status at all of uh, of Kirk. You know, I was honestly, 
shocked, you know, when mm-hmm. we got the news. I think that was Thursday morning. I thought the guys was joking, honestly. I was like, Kurt, uh, Kurt got COVID. I was like, come on, man. This ain't the, <clears throat> this ain't the time. You know what I mean? So when we uh when we see when I saw that he wasn't there, I was like, oh yeah, it's real. So um, you know, that's just as about as new much news as I can give you. Um yep. I hope we're able to have him for the uh final game. Luckily they were able to uh delete, you know, you know, lord the days you have to be out. Mm, um, yeah. if you are are, you know, uh if you do contain the uh um, the virus. So um no, I'm very optimistic that we will have them. So we'll see. We'll see. But that's the next meeting. Uh, next ball game, Chicago traveling to Minnesota. Let's go ahead and get me get my prediction out of the way. I'm gonna go ahead and go a high scoring affair. I'm gonna stop playing around. Let's go. Let's go 34-29. Last game of the season, I'm picking the Vikings. Screw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking the Vikings. 34-29, Minnesota. Let's go. Big game let's from go. Justin Jefferson. Go ahead, Justin Jefferson. Go ahead and get. Let's go 140. Oh. Nine receptions, 140 in a tub. Yeah, we need that. Nine, nine receptions, 140 in a tub. You need Pat that. P, I'm not going to say you're going to get a pick because every time I say that, don't happen. So let's say Pat P, I'm going to just give a tackle stat for you, five tackles. All right. I had that last five week. Time. You had that last week? I'm going to yeah. go five tackles. I ain't going to say nothing about no PBUs. I ain't going to say nothing about no picks. But I just get and Cookie Monster, <clears throat> it, and you know, it seems like it's a little personal matchup between Chicago and every day they play Dalvin Cook and, uh, uh, Akeem, it seemed like yeah. him and Davin got a little personal vendetta going yeah. on. So it seemed like no boy got a little issue, but let's go ahead and get Davin about 20 carries for 96 yards and two tubs. That's what right. we're going to do. Let's see. We're going to clip it, save it. Let's see how close I come to greatness next week. Let's get it. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. Around the league, here's where we broadcast and give you guys some of the news that happened throughout the National Football League <sighs> in college football as well. We don't just tap in NFL news. We talk in sports news, highlighting what everyone is talking about in your nearest barbershop or your nearest salon or locker room or cafeteria. Big time news coming from Tampa actually happening in New York, the Big Apple. My former teammate, Antonio Brown, just opt out during a real game against the New York football Jets, New York Jets. I'm sorry. Did you get a chance to see that? I know you were playing Sunday night. I know you were playing Sunday night, but I know you heard about it. So what you got for me? Talk to me. Talk to me. 
<laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes, man. I could not believe my eyes, bro. I thought it was Photoshop. No. Fact, you know what I thought it was? <laughs> I thought they was replaying a pregame warm-up video. Me too, bro. I'm like, this with- can't be real. He got he, he got his he ain't got no shirt on, piecing out the crowd. I went to YouTube. I said, no, I got to go to YouTube, man. Because, you know, when you got that Sunday night game, everything pushed back a little later. So I'm yes. waking up around 9, 10. Yeah. Exactly. my eyes. I'm like, no, man, this can't be real. I go on YouTube. Oh, man, Antonio Brown. Is, man. So you were surprised. You were shocked. Very. But then, like, what What was the, what were you going, what was going through your mind, Pat? I was, that's what I was thinking. What was going through his mind? There, there, there are a few stories in regards to what led to that departure, right? Mm-hmm. They're saying initially it was saying about some bonus incentive money, and then now we're hearing that he said he was injured. Ba was not aware of any injury and was like, "Go back in the game." And Ab said, "No, I ain't going back in the game." And they kind of had a back and forth, and, and Ba is like, "Well, you can go back in the game. You might as well leave." And mm-hmm. I think he just took that literally and just left. <laughs> I can see that story being true right there. And, and then, of course, you know, Mike Evans tried to calm him down on the sideline yeah. while he was taking I saw that. And when A.B. already on that, he at that point of no return, he was like, man, screw all this. I'm gone. So let me ask you this yeah. question. You're still active. You're an active player. If you were part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster right now, would you want him? Would you feel like, no, nah, don't cut him, give him nah. another shot? Or you'd nah, be like, man, gotta go. yeah, you got to go. Tell us why. I mean, because not only this is like your third or fourth chance, like your God knows how many strikes that yeah. you had. And remember, he just was suspended three games for the fifth. Yeah, and, and Vax call wasn't this his first game back or his second game back? Second game back. Second first game, game was last week against Carolina. Yeah, second game back. Obviously, you know the you know you, you know you you know the ice that you on as it is. Yeah. And B B uh, Bruce Aarons also said that there wouldn't be any more any any more error. Any room yeah. for error regarding AB? He yeah. did say that when they welcomed him so, back. From that. Man, you already you understand the situation. Like, you know, I can't, you know, obviously I don't know what was going through his mind. Obviously something pushed him to that limit to uh, to do um, what he was able to do. But, yeah, he got to go, man. You got to yeah. because it's, 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 it's more than a distraction now. Like, mm-hmm. it's – like it's like it's it's internal. Like you know what I mean. Like we, we can't function with nobody like that on 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 the squad. You know what I mean. So yeah, because at the end of the day, how can we focus on winning a championship when we don't know how this person gonna act when something don't go go his way? You know what yeah. I mean. We supposed to be in this thing together. And also too, you look at his behavior after it happened. It wasn't like he went into the locker room and he kind of thought about it like, man, I screwed up. Let me wait for the guys. Let me apologize, yeah. you know, the right way, man to man, team, to, you know, to my teammates and my coaches, and let's try to see if we can make it right. He instantly left, you know, called the driver. The driver went viral with him, you know, video him in the back of the seat. You know, yeah, you see that? Oh. Yeah, yeah. The, the driver like, man, we about to go viral. Here go A.B. He had A.B. in the back seat. A.B., you know. Where did they go? I don't know. They, they was in the city somewhere. I don't know. They were in New York. Wow. You New York did. And then, uh, you know, he put it on Instagram about, <laughs> he said. Hey, I heard he dropped a diss track. He did it. He did a track. He did. He had a song waiting. So he dropped the track. But did he remember? He, he said, uh, 
he bet he, he left because he a super gremlin or something like that. Yeah, you know, the Kodak. Kodak Black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now when you see all that, you see he ain't even remorseful. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, but my thing is this: this is the biggest issue I have. If you had an issue with the coach, BA, that's the issue between you and him. Don't bail on the teammates. Teammates, yeah. your teammates they have nothing to do with whatever you and the coach had going on. Right. You're there to go to war with us. That's the and then at that time they were losing. So don't quit on us. If you have an issue, you and BA get get to that get to the bottom of that issue whenever you can. But right now, we still need you. Don't bail on us. But you know, that's the thing about, you know, obviously I haven't never been a teammate of his, but that's been his MO. It's A B show or no show. And and speaking of that, do you think his career is over? <sighs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say because, I mean, you would think that it would be over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Off some of the things that he that he's done. But, I mean, it's hard to say, man, because, I mean, he had these many, this many yeah. uh, strikes, hell, who knows who will be willing to give him another uh, I, strike. I now, think, think about is, this. I think know. it is, too. But the reason he got the opportunity to go to New England was because of Tom. Tom right. played a big part in him yeah. going to New York. I think, I think, I think now there's no one that can handle him. So yeah, I yeah. think it's probably. And Tom also played a big part in him getting to Tampa. Right. So Tom is a voice that we all would respect. I don't know if there's anybody that will be willing to go on the line for him now, seeing exactly what he did in his last stint. Not right. to mention the respect that remember he talked so highly of Tom Brady. So now you're just basically Telling Tom, man, forget everything you did. Remember, he stayed at Tom Brady's house when he first got to Tampa. I know, man. Like, it's a sad story. This yeah. might be one of the biggest fall falls from grace when it comes to pro- productivity that were not substance related based on what we know. You know, usually yeah. guys career end because of some type of substance abuse. Yeah. His career probably is ending because he just don't know how to behave. Yeah. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? Yes, I think he's a Hall of Famer. No doubt about it, he's a Hall okay, of Famer. Okay, let me ask you this question. He will he get, yes, yes. Will he get in the Hall? I don't know. Will he get I in think, the Hall? I think eventually he will. You think so? <laughs> I mean... I don't That's a tough one, Pat. It is, man. It, it really, you, really that's is. T- that's because t- at the end of the day, if you think about it, the hall is supposed to be off what you do on the field, right? Yeah. Apparently, what he did off the field, that's almost, I know T.O. didn't go to this extent, but it's kind of like the same. Well, but if, I'm, if, I'm, I'm talking kinda, about part in, in, in the standpoint of the time frame that Tony Antonio Brown was able to do it. Obviously. Oh, you're talking, about, you're talking about football, football yeah. talk. He, no question, he's a Hall of Famer. He's That's a, a first ballot. Now, right. Really, right, and I'm just talking about obviously T.O. problem was like with the media, how the how the media perceived him Portray- and portrayed him. Oh, portrayed yes. him. Yeah, because you well, know Antonio, we've had, who who did we have on the show and there was a teammate of T.O. and said he was a great. Yeah, guy. he said it was the greatest teammate. Uh, I can't think of it. Uh, oh, that was Marcus Spears. Yeah, Marcus. Marcus Spears. Yep. Yeah, when he was when he was with Dallas. And there have been a lot of people that played with T.O. that have said. He was a great teammate. It seemed like right. the only issue that T.O. had with a former teammate was probably the Donovan McNabb right. situation. Yeah. Now, my thing is this, with A.B. Yeah, he got problems with his teammates. He, and he it's more about 
because he kind of bailed on the Raiders. Yeah. Heck, he bailed on Pittsburgh. You remember that Cleveland game where he didn't play, but he stood on the sideline in the fur coat? Yeah, he bailed on every team he played for. And then I think what will hurt him in getting into the hall, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm just giving my un, my honest opinion. What he did Sunday on the field yeah. was, vi- yeah, was visible for everybody. Yeah, that's embarrassing to shield. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, we, we, we see that. We saw that. We yeah. didn't see everything that happened in Pittsburgh behind the scenes. Yeah. We didn't see everything that happened in the- It came to light. Oakland. It came to light, yeah. for sure. That right there was visible. Right or light, yeah. Like you said, when you saw that, you was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this can't be real. I thought it was pre-game woman. I said, why are they showing pre-game woman while the game has already right. been played? I'm well, like, I mean, hopefully, my thing is this. I think there are so many people that may be associated with him that don't want to speak up and say, all right, bro, you tripping. You know what I mean? Because, right. come on, bro. Like, if A.B. just kept his head straight, A.B. would have been, I felt like he was, his trajectory was headed to one of the best to ever play the game. Yeah. Like, it was going to be Jerry Rice. It was going to be Antonio Brown. That's how I feel. If he never jumped off course in Pittsburgh, he was going to be right there. When you talk about the greatest wide receivers ever do it, you're going to have to talk about Jay Rice, and he's going to have to talk about Antonio mm-hmm. Brown. I, I, I don't care what anybody say. I, that man, and you saw him in his prime, you played against him, man, it didn't matter. He's special, man. He, he was, man. And that's why it's so really sad. Was. It's like, man, the way he was able to be an influence in the game so many people looked up to him they didn't know him because of his work ethic and how successful he was and just to mm-hmm. kind of crumble it up and throw it in the trash can oh, that's tough bro. yeah that's t- and and the thing about this though pat p the man was away from the game from over a year jumped right back in and was and, yeah. and was taking names right think about what he was doing last year heck he came, he missed three games because when he was hurting, he was suspended last week. He targets. <laughs> and brought in 12 of them, not mistaken. Yeah. And he was doing it against Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. So it, you know how some guys are not still able to dominate, especially being away from the game. Man, AB, think about some of the guys that AB kind of pl- dominated along with, like the Julio Joneses of the world, right? Yeah. You can throw in A.J. Green. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre's younger than him, but of course, DeAndre's still in that mix. Yeah. Man. <sighs> right. And DeAndre's hurt right now, so he's not really in that category, but Julio ain't doing what Antonio was doing before this whole little issue happened. Yeah. So we're going to see. We're going to yeah. see, but that's a talking point, but I don't know if he gets into the hall. I don't know if he plays again, and I hope everything works out for his for his. Uh, for his best interest in being just a better person. Now, other news regarding NFL-related information. Unfortunately, Pat P., we didn't get an opportunity to touch on this subject. Uh, we lost a great, iconic individual. The NFL did, the world did, and John Madden. He passed last yeah. Tuesday. Remember, we recorded our episode last Monday, and Madden was the guy. You know, if Madden recognized you as being one of the best players in your position, that was more that was bigger than making the all pro. That was bigger than making pro bowls or whatever the case may be. Uh, But I know you 
I don't think Madden didn't get a chance to call any of your games, did he? No, but I yeah. I watched some games that he called though. <laughs> hey, I remember my first Super Bowl in 2005. John Madden called that game. Oh yeah. And I, oh, when I found out, I was like, oh shoot, boy, this this man, this man either gonna call my name for doing something good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> But he's gonna recognize me. He's gonna recognize me. I hope it's for good, but I know something. He's gonna call my name either or for good or bad. I just gotta be ready to embrace whatever happens with why he's calling my name. But tell tell us about how impactful John Madden was for you. And you're younger than me, like you didn't get a chance to have him call one of your games, but you knew of John Madden, you respected him. Why was that, Pat Pete? Oh man, just you know. His legacy, you know, speaks for itself, what he was able to do as a coach mm-hmm. and just his personality as a broadcaster. You know, it just really, you know, blossomed in the in the booth, you know, the way he was able to talk about the game, um, uh, how how uh, how charismatic he was, uh, you know, with with his with his comments, how he interacted. Who was the guy he was uh, with? Pat Summerall. It was Pat yeah, Summerall. Matt Summerall, how, how Pat, those Pat, guys. Pat. Pat, Pat, Pat Summerall. Pat Summerall, yep. how those guys uh, interacted uh, with one another. Um, it was just a beautiful thing. And I just remember always watching the game that, because he always did the, Cowboy, the Cowboys game on uh, uh, on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving's game. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when he was giving out, he used to give out the six-wing. The, the turkey, a six-legged yeah. turkey. Six-legged yeah. turkey. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. was always like my, uh, that was like always one of my, um, uh, things that I used to, and if I'm not mistaken, he used to do Monday Night Football too, right? Mm, uh, I think he did a little bit. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he did do a little bit of Monday Night Football. I thought that was always dope too because the Monday Night, the old Monday Night uh, theme song mm-hmm. with the uh, with, with the guy, guy in the hat they, in the yes. guitar. Yes, H- Hank, uh, Hank, uh, uh, Hank, Hank. Yeah, uh, what was Hank name? I couldn't Are tell you. Are you ready for some football? Yes, man. Monday so that. And you had John Madden coming in, and obviously, yeah, John, he did do Monday Night Football. Hank, Hank Williams. Hank, yeah, Williams. Hank Williams. So it was, you know, just always seeing that icon of moment. And I always wanted, you know, to be Hank on that stage, to be able yes. to play in the game, like you said, with John Madden calling my game, calling, you know, my name. Because like you said, if he recognized you as being one of the best players in your position, you have arrived. And I wanted to be, you know, recognizing his eyes. Um, as well, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to, to get that opportunity. But um, like I said, I did. Um, I did. I was able to watch um, him do his broadcasting when he was uh, out of uh, coaching for sure. Yeah, and what people might forget, he started coaching at thirty three. He retired, I think, at yeah. forty forty one. So yeah. he had a. He didn't coach long, years, but he was right? so. Yeah, he was so dominant in the years that he coached, and then going to the booth, he brought coaching to a booth. You yeah. know, I remember oftentimes he would use the uh, the the point, the pen, yeah. and would be drawn on your screen. Here's this guy going to move here. And then before you know, he got circles all over the screen. He's like, right. man, I'm confused, but I actually learned at the same time. How does that make right. any sense? How you confuse right. me, but I actually learned something. Uh, but John Madden was the ultimate innovator. And then also when it came to the video game, Madden. Oh, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it all. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, you had to get that new, the newest Madden yeah. that was coming out. Pat P. Who's the best Madden player you ever seen? The best Madden player I ever seen? Yeah. It's not you for sure. <laughs> if that's what you was looking for. 
What? What? <laughs> say what you say. <laughs> what do you say? Like, me? <laughs> what do you mean? What you mean? What? Huh? Man, it's you not you. It's what, what you was looking about? for, Matt. You couldn't beat me. <laughs> what you mean? This man, this man, he must have got some wine because in that I man. couldn't beat you. That made you the best man player that I've seen. Yes, because you couldn't beat me. If you could no, beat me, man. then I wouldn't beat you. What you mean? No, I really didn't even play man like that. You played college. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was no, 60 on everybody. No, you ain't put no 60 <laughs> on everybody. Then you got the lies. <laughs> but uh, the best man player that I've seen, man, probably had to be one of the dudes from the hood, man. Like, I can't even remember his name. Tarver Pompano? Yeah, dog. I just cause you remember when Mad came out, you had like these little clicks at the time, you know, going around the hood, yeah, hood betting yeah. money. Betting money. Man, I could, I could, I cannot remember this dude's name, but dog, he could not lose. And he was just, it was literally like that's when video game gaming was not video gaming now. Like it was like you go into somebody's house, yeah, you yeah. create your own environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's how it was. I remember it was like a tent on in Kaya City, bro. They had a generator, the game, and a tent, bro. It was like it was a little league football game, bro. Like it had about, you know, every bit of a, you know, probably less than about 90 people there, but just being there watching two people play a video game mm-hmm. and you got 90 people surrounding you watching it. You know what I mean? So oh, that's it. Yeah. Those are just some of the, the, the memories that I remember uh growing up and uh, you know, the 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 um I guess the camaraderie that oh, yeah. Madden brought. You know, to the culture as well. Look here, my my rookie year in Pittsburgh, we had a Madden tournament during training camp. You know, during your free time, mm-hmm. and of course, I won that Madden tournament because fresh out of college, that's all I did was play football, video games, and school. That's it. So I had a lot of time to really perfect my craft. <laughs> and I remember, hey, I remember my freshman year during the season. No, we had just broke camp. Season hadn't started yet, so I get an invite to go to Deuce Staley's crib. So they were playing Boo Ray. At the time, I didn't. I wasn't a Blu-ray player, so I was just playing video games. And I remember Deuce had some some homeboys from Columbia, South Carolina, big time Madden players, big time Madden mm-hmm. players. So me, I'm just looking at them play. I'm quiet. Yeah. I'm like, but then someone said, "Man, I bet Mac will beat beat your homeboy, Deuce. I bet he'll beat him." He's like, "What?" It's like, "Yeah, man, I bet Mac beat him." So I'm quiet. It's like, like man, run it. Run it before you know it. They got all kind of bets coming in from every which way, right? Every which way, fat people. So back then, I used to play with the Eagles. All right, so that uh-huh. Eagles was my squad. So I had a glitch formation. I would run goal line formation, but in my goal line formation, I would insert wide receivers that were fast. So that play action on that goal line, if you ain't careful, coming out, I'm running goal line formation. And with McNabb, who's a mobile quarterback, I would hit you with that play action. Mm-hmm. And boy, if you ain't careful, I'm going up top. I'm yeah. going up top. So, Fat P, I lied to you now. I'm playing the dude. And instead, you know how you grab your controller and you grab control like this? He uh-huh. put it in his lap and he was playing it like it was a keyboard. Oh. When I seen that, I said, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that man beat the snides, you know. It went down. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking. At the time, I wasn't I wasn't really smart, smart like that. to be like, hey, I ain't playing unless y'all right. want to be a percentage. We, we play it again. I whooped him again, right? So now they want to run it back to the third time. Like, yo, man, listen, I got to get some rest. I want to go. We could do it tomorrow. No, man, play him again. I said, no, man. You know how when you when you playing a, and you playing video game, you got to be into it like a real game. I'm, right. my, my morale was going down. The third time he beat me. But when that, when that happened, even though he beat me that third time, it's like, boy, that young boy got something. Like, I was yeah. the guy they called when people thought they had, <laughs> they had a guy. 
<laughs> no, we're gonna call Mac. Mac, come we got somebody for you, Mac. Yeah. I'll come over there like man, like a prize fighter, man. I cover there like a prize fighter, put my hood on. I ain't talking to nobody. <laughs> hey, man, I travel with my own controller. I travel yeah. with my own controller. I ain't talking to nobody. Let's run it. Let's get it. <laughs> but shout out to Mad, man. A lot of people won and lost money on Madden video game, man. I come yes, will forever be getting will forever be uh remembered. Last information before we transition to our ATC awards. Kurt Herb Street, did you see his comments regarding? kids opting out of bowl games no he said because you know bowl games are taking place you know you got college football playoffs and then you got normal bowl games a lot of kids are opting out getting ready for the national football league a lot of kids opting out transferring but he was basically saying this era of players don't love the game like the old era because they're opting out pat you were a guy who forgo your uh, uh forgo your senior year to get ready for the league a lot of these kids are opting out in bowl games that are not the, the 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 big name games to get ready for the NFL career, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, in the Sugar Bowl, Matt Corral, who's a guy who may get drafted in the first round, mm. had an ankle injury. Yeah. Now, will it hurt his draft status? We don't know. But some people, some players are doing that because they don't want to risk it. That one game won't necessarily make or break them, but why risk it if it's not a huge game? Yeah. What are your thoughts on Herb, uh, Kurt Herbstreit basically saying a lot of players might not love the game like they used to based on their decision to opt out. Yeah, I think this era is uh, it's definitely a lot different. A lot of guys put their, I think like when we was growing up, when we was playing, we had much more of a, a tougher mindset of like, we can run through a wall. Like we want to be on the field, like no matter what, like we trying to play, you know what I mean? We trying to put on for the city. Yep. That was just something that meant something to us. And I just think now, I'm not necessarily saying that these guys are, you know, taking the easy, easy way out, but mm-hmm. I can I can see in a sense, you know, why why they are opting out at the at the same time. Because, you know, like we saw last night with the ankle injury with uh Ole Miss quarterback, you know, anything can happen in that last game and to, you know, hurt hurt your future. Yeah. Um uh, uh for the NFL, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you you, you you went to school, you know, not only to get your degree, but put yourself in the best position possible yes. to get drafted high as possible. And if you feel like, you know, obviously, like you said, that one game, if you've done enough in 13 games, you feel like you solidified yourself, you know, why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not, I, I don't see that hurting any, any players, um, you know, going into, going into a draft. Now, the thing I do, I will say, Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of have like a, I'll hold my nose up to if a player opts out the whole season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know we saw that during the COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But um, during COVID, um, the last two seasons, but um, I'll be kind of iffy of that for sure. Yeah. And you know what? I, I agree with you. I think if a player decides to play, I tip my hat to him. If a mm-hmm. player decides to not play, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Fans, need to calm down sometimes when they see these players opt out. That's their their personal decision. I'll give you an example of players that actually hurt themselves playing in a boat. Jake Butt, a few years ago, University of Michigan, won the tight end award as the best collegiate tight end, clearly was a guy that was going to get drafted, maybe worst case scenario in round two. Mm-hmm. Playing the Orange Bowl against Florida State, tore his ACL, ended up getting drafted in the fifth round. And last time I checked, he's not on the active roster. Yep. 
if he opted out in that bowl game, safe to say that injury, ACL injury, don't happen. And he's probably in a better situation to still currently be in the league. Because let's keep it real. When you, you get drafted earlier, you have a better chance in making rosters. Yeah. You have a little more leeway for mistakes than getting drafted right. in the fifth, sixth round. That's just the nature of the beast in the NFL. Remember uh, uh, Smith, uh, Jalen Smith, the linebacker yeah. from Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame. Yep. Played in the yeah, Fiesta ball ball. Bowl and had nerve damage. Knee. Now, I thought it was still, his knee, right? It was his knee. It was his knee. Yeah. Now, he still got drafted, I think, in the second round and got paid eventually. But think about how much – they said he was probably going to be a top five pick. Yeah. He was going to be a top five pick. So yeah. my thing is this. For fans that are criticizing these players, for analysts, people involved in the media, coaches, whatever the case may be, when these players decide to opt out and they're saying, oh, they owe it to the university, you're quitting on your team, you're quitting on your school. No, they're not. They're getting prepared for the next phase right. of their life because the in the NFL in the football world, the biggest job interview is the yep. NFL combine. And if you have any element going into that interview, it could hamper, it could hurt. Your, yeah, it could hurt you in getting drafted higher, getting more stability, getting more structure, and getting more money. So this is a business decision. And then give this. Why don't we give these coaches the same criticism? When Lincoln, they don't coach in the bowl game. Lincoln Riley bailed on Oklahoma. Yeah. Huh? He didn't even tell his team. He said, well, I'm here. I ain't coaching at LSU. I know he did. I know he said he wasn't coaching at LSU, but he said, I'm, a, I'm here at Oklahoma. Yeah. Two days later, that boy didn't even tell his team bye. <laughs> he was out of there. He got mad. <laughs> How dare you? Like, he was like, why are you asking this question? And then Brian Kelly. Think about yeah. Brian Kelly. Left yeah. Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Left, why, so what, out the drive. left them kids all the way out the drive. All the way out the drive. Forget that. And some of them game. kids crying. No question. They went there because of not to mention you still recruiting kids to go to Notre Dame. You had in your mind, I'm I'm probably leaving anyway. So these players can have a decision. This is their personal decision. Deal with it. Stop being so uh, allowing. But that that goes back to like that goes back to like how players get viewed from upper management on all levels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why is it? Why is it black and white? You know, why just can't be? It is what it is. Everybody, you know what I mean, is on the same playing field. Yeah, my thing is this, man. If a player want to opt out to get ready for a NFL opportunity, so be it. Because the same people that are criticizing these players, they ain't going to donate any money to them if something happened and their career is not there like it was before that injury. Like I said, Jake Butt probably would have been a first-rounder. Worst-case scenario, probably would have been a second-rounder. He ended up going fifth round to the Denver Broncos. Think about how much money he lost. Think about the structure he lost as well. Because currently he's not on an active roster. Mm-hmm. Think about that. And, and, and like I said, uh, Smith, he would have went top five, probably no worse than top ten. He still got drafted in second round. But think about how that injury hampered his professional career. Because he never seemed like the same player he was in no. Notre Dame when he was playing for the Cowboys. And currently he's not on the roster. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just be mindful how you criticize. These are kids. Man, if their family is in agreement with them opting out, why does it bother you so much? You know why? Because you're selfish. You want to see them help your team win. Or you want to see them help bring more money into your pockets. Whatever the case may be. Stop doing that. Yeah.
Now it's time for ATC Awards. All hey, days. you better be, hey, I tell you what, uh -oh, uh -oh, you nobody got? else need to get the award. This one award <laughs> need to just go to this kid. Wait a minute, how you figure that? You had a lot of, you had Tom Brady throw 400, y'all. No, I don't care. Mm -mm. Okay. Jackson. Who? Uh, what's the kid, Jackson Smith from Ohio State? Oh, but we're going to give, this is the NFL. We're going to, no, he's he taking everything. <laughs> Wait a bit. Hold on now, Pat B. Now you want to give uh, yeah. uh, Smith. Yes. Did you see the game, Mac? He put the team on his back, Mac. Pat. The kid had 385, 300 something yards. I man. had, I had Ohio State. I bought the line down two and a half. I know they probably, did, 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 did they come through for you? Yes. They won by All three. Right. They won by but three. But man, Mac, I saw that game, Mac. I was like, who is this kid? Number eleven. <laughs> mind you, they had they they top two receivers opted out. <laughs> he came alive. Boy, did he? Did hey, he. sophomore too, man. From Texas. Hey, war goes to him, Matt. Okay, I, I, well, we, we, we was going. We will give it to your LSU alum too, Jamar Chase. But we gonna. Yeah, he had that. a good game too. <laughs> but Jack, when I saw that kid go, I watched the whole game too. Oh, Matt. you watched the, the Rose Bowl. Whole the whole game. Rose Bowl. But that's Pat. probably why I'm so invested in it. <laughs> Matt, I was like, dog, they triple gov. They, they try to they double team the man, triple team the man. The man called a pass with the man. One in the, uh, the final touchdown, the dude holding his arm, he still caught it. <laughs> they could, I, I, I never seen a kid dominate a game. That's what I'm saying, like, man. Like, he, like, he, 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 hey, he trumped everybody. Tom Brady been doing it for 20 years. <laughs> I ain't never seen a sophomore do what that kid did last night. Uh, Saturday night, man. Man, he had six, 15 catches for 347 yards, three touchdowns. He averaged 23 yards per reception. And the man broke every record ever made. Jackson man. Smith and Jigba. Man broke every record, man. He, man. Nah. That was quite the performance. Now, oh, but let me give you this, though, Pat P. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so you want to still give it to Tom Brady? No, we, no I, I was going to give it to Jamar Chase, but go ahead. We give it to Jackson. Shout out to Ohio right. State. But let me give you this, though, Pat. Let me give you what he did against Michigan. He had 11 catches for 127. Michigan State, he had 10 catches for 105. Oh. Purdue, he had nine catches for 139. And against so Nebraska, he had 15 catches for 240. So it's safe to say Jackson might be the guy next year, boy. <laughs> Whoa. Boy, did you just read? Did you heard them numbers I just read to you? Yes, oh, I read them numbers. I ain't even I ain't even seen none of that stuff. But when I saw him play <laughs> in that Rose Bowl. Pat, he had 15 catches for 240 against Nebraska. Man, Mac, I'm telling you, when I saw that game, I was like, this kid's special, boy. Yeah, he's going to be up for the Blitz Cough Award. Nice. Jackson Smith and Jigba. And then you got uh, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. going off. Yeah, he, he had a quiet game. He had 70, 71 yards, three and three, tubs. three tubs. Yeah, that was quiet. That was, that was a whisper game. Whisper. <laughs> hey, that boy CJ Stroud going to be uh, right back at New York. What's the uh, quarterback name? CJ uh, Stroud. Yeah, CJ Stroud. He, he went crazy. He had, hold on, what was his number? He had almost 600 yards. Yeah, six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. I'm not even an Ohio State fan, but that game to see them boys claw back into that one, Fat. that was a hell of a game. I thought I was dead in the water initially because, like I said, I had Ohio State minus two and a half, and they just couldn't get no stops. Hey, what was that oh. other game? I, I, I bet you thought you were dead in the water, too. Uh, they ended up winning by 11. I forgot who it was. Was the Michigan State? Were you on that Michigan State game? No, I didn't touch Michigan State. 
Because uh, uh, I saw the I saw the line when I think it was like four. I touched Baylor. Okay, I saw they end up going up by three, then the pit six, they end up going Oh, that was Michigan State. Yes. That was Michigan State. Think about that (laughs) That bad beat. Because you remember, I think they was only four and a half, and they was only up three at that point. Yes. In the pit six. (laughs) Yeah, he scored a touchdown. Think about that. So you had some people jumping for joy, and some people laying over a toilet because they so mad, they just throwing up everything. That's how it happens. I can only imagine. Okay, but Jackson Smith and Jigba. He gets the war. Yeah, he just, I couldn't even do that in a video game. Man, that kid went crazy, man. Shout out yeah. to Jackson, man. Shout out to Jackson. Shout out to Ohio State. <laughs> ATC merchandise is available. Make sure you go get your hats. You go get your T-shirts, your undershirts, your hoodies. You've got jogging pants. we got bags. we got Yetis. we got we got everything you need. Just make sure you check us out at store.cbssports.com. Thanks again, and thanks to everyone for listening and watching. We'll be back soon where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace. Peace. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.